so much for joining us today for Baptism Sunday. Who's excited for some baptisms today? Man, you know, so far today we have already baptized approximately, I lost count, but 30 people have already been baptized today. And we got, we got more who are waiting in just a moment. And so we're going to have a great time today as we celebrate life change through Jesus. You know, six years ago, my wife and I, we started this church. And it was really just based on a prayer, a prayer to be able to see people who are far from God experience life change. And every single Baptism Sunday, what we get to witness is God answering prayers. Every person who steps in this water is an answer to somebody's prayer. Between the last service, there was a, a family that was sitting right here, um, elderly, elderly couple, and they came up to me with, with tears in their eyes, and, and, and he shook my hand, and he had a good, strong handshake, and he said, I just want to say thank you so much, because today I got to see God answer prayers. Not only were their, their son and his wife baptized, but also their grandchildren, three of their grandchildren, an entire family was baptized today. And he, he shook my hand. He said, I've been praying for them to meet Jesus for almost 40 years. And God answered every prayer the same day. What you're, what you're watching as people stand in this water, you're, you're watching God answer prayers. Not just, not just me and Ashley's prayers, but you're seeing God answer generational prayers. You're seeing God answer prayers for friends and family members, people in their small groups, people who are serving. You're seeing God answer prayers. I mean, we've seen husbands be baptized, get up out of the water, turn, baptize their wife, and then with the, the wife and the husband in the tank, their kid gets in, and then mom and dad get to turn around and baptize their kids all in the same day, in the same moment. It is an amazing thing that we're going to witness today. It's a, it's a miracle of God and what God is doing. If you, if you could hand me my phone back there so I could read a Bible verse. I'm going to read a, a verse out of Romans chapter 6 so that you can understand why baptism is such a big deal for us here at Redemption, why we celebrate big on Baptism Sunday, and, uh, and just so you can understand what it is that we are doing here. Here's what Paul writes to the church at Rome. He says, what shall we say then? Are we to continue in sin so that grace may abound? By no means. What he is saying here is this, is that baptism is the starting line. It is not the finish line. You know, there's a, a lot of people who they have this idea that baptism is this is this moment where I get baptized, okay, I'm going to heaven, and now I don't have to go to church or join a small group, or I don't have to actually live out the Christian faith because, well, I was baptized. Well, that's not what Paul's saying here. He says, shall we continue on living our old life? By no means. Should we continue living in sin? No, because we have been baptized in Christ Jesus. The baptism is the beginning it is not the end. It is the starting line. It is not the finish line. Here's what he says. How can we who have died to sin still live in it? 
Do you not know that all of us who have been baptized in Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? He's teaching about baptism. He says, we were buried, therefore, with him by baptism and death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might walk in newness of life. What you're witnessing is these people get in. I know there's a lot of friends and family members. We've got our church family here. But I also know that there's family members who have been invited to come and to watch as, as someone that you know and love is, is going public with their faith. But I also want you to consider something. You have seen the newness of life that they are experiencing. You, you've seen the change that God is doing in their life, in their family, with their marriage, with their parenting, maybe it's in their career, maybe it's an addiction that they're overcoming, maybe it's a mental health crisis that they're finally reaching out and getting help around. But you're beginning to see the old gone and the new come. You're beginning to see the early stages of new life that they're experiencing. So let me share with you a little bit about uh, what baptism is, okay? Uh, because you might see people going under the water and coming up, you're like, what is the, the meaning or the significance behind that? Well, Paul actually tells us this when he says the death, burial, and the resurrection of Jesus. Jesus came. He is God in the flesh. He is very God of very God. For God so loved the world, he sent his only begotten son, Jesus. And Jesus lived the perfect life, the life without sin, the life that none of us could ever live. And then Jesus, he goes to the cross in our place where he dies the death that we all deserve because the wages of sin is death. And so he dies the death in our place for our sins. But then three days later, Jesus resurrected again and he gives a brand new life. And what Paul is saying here is this, is that just as Jesus died and was buried and then he rose again, so we too are dead and buried and then we're resurrected into a newness of life. That the old is gone and then the, the new has come. That we are new creations in Christ Jesus. So as a person goes under the water, what they're signifying is, is that Jesus' death is my death. And then Jesus' life is now my new life. They're, they're standing in the, in the footsteps. They're following in the path of our Lord Jesus Christ. That as Jesus was dead and buried, so too was the old me dead and buried. As Jesus resurrected, I have been raised to a new life with Christ. So that is, that is, the, that is how we baptize, why we baptize. The, the second question I want us to ask is this, is who gets baptized? I want you to look at the words in Romans 6. He says, for all of us. What does that mean? That means every single Christian, for all of us, everyone who places their faith in Jesus is to be baptized. For all of us, there is no exception. You know what that word all means in the Greek? It means all. It doesn't mean most. It doesn't mean some. It doesn't mean some people can. Others are excused from this. No, it says that all of us have been baptized into Christ. And so every single Christian from Paul's day to our day, from Jerusalem to Rome to China to, to, to Portugal to South America to America to Europe, from the last 2,000 years all the way down right here in Beaumont, Texas, 
every single person who has ever placed their faith in the Lordship of Jesus Christ is baptized into water and into this newness of life. These people who are stepping in the stake today, they are actually standing in a lineage and a legacy and a history that spans from 2,000 years. They're stepping in this water. They're saying, not only do I identify with Jesus, but I identify with my brothers and sisters in the faith. It's a family heritage to be baptized. It is a legacy to be baptized. It's a lineage that you receive, and it is a legacy that you leave. So many people, they're wondering, like, should I be baptized? Can I be baptized? Am I ready to be baptized? A lot of times I meet people as a pastor who they make a decision to follow Jesus, and then I encourage them to be baptized, and they say, but pastor, I'm just not ready yet. Do you know what do you know what you have to do in order to be baptized? Do you know what you have to do? You have to do two things. That's it. Number one, believe on Jesus. And number two, get in the water. That's it. That's all you gotta do. See, Peter says this in Acts chapter two, on the day the church was born, he preaches the gospel, and people are cut to the heart, and they say, Brothers, what shall we do to be saved? And here's what he says: He says, Repent and believe. And be baptized, every single one of you, for the forgiveness of your sins. You know what he didn't say? He didn't say, go home and pray about it. You know what he didn't say? Go get your life in order. You're a mess. You know what he didn't say? Take this six-week class. And maybe at the end of the six weeks, if you can pass the quiz, then you can get baptized. He didn't say, no, you have to go and... You have, to, you have to get your family in order. You gotta get your home in order. You need to get a job. You need to quit that job. You need to save some money. You need to get over your addiction. He didn't say any of that. You need to forgive your parents. He didn't say any of that stuff. He said, repent and be baptized, every single one of you. So the only thing you need to do in order to be baptized is believe in Jesus and get in the water. That's it. There is no special stipulations that either exclude you from baptism or give you a reason to not be baptized. It's an act of obedience to what Jesus is calling us to do. So maybe you're here today and you just don't, you see people getting baptized and you're just like, man, I just don't know if I'm worthy to get baptized. I don't know if I'm ready to get baptized. I got so much going on in my life. I just, I just don't know if it's, if it's for me or if I'm, if I'm ready. Let me, let me tell you something out of love and as a pastor, it doesn't matter what you think. It only matters what you believe. And if you believe in Jesus, this is the starting line. This is not the finish line. This is your first step in following Jesus. And this church is going to be here to walk with you no matter what comes after that. Whether it's being in a small group and working through some marriage stuff, whether it's on a serve team, whether it's through our counseling, working through some mental health or maybe some addiction things that you're, you're still wrestling with. It's a family of believers who are going to come alongside of you and they're going to walk with you for the rest of that journey. But the journey starts today in this water. This is the first step. This is not the last step. This is the starting line. This is not the finish line. And so in a moment, I'm going to give you an opportunity if you are here and you're like, you know what, Pastor, I, I do need to be baptized I have yet to be baptized. I want to be obedient and follow Jesus through baptism. I'm going to give you a moment in just a sec to raise your hand and to go outside. We have shirts. We have towels. We got shorts. We got it all taken care of for you. And we want to be able to celebrate this big day in obedience to faith. And some people might have a little excuse. They're like, but, but you know, like, 
um, I, I just, I didn't come prepared. Well, we came prepared for you. The Holy Spirit told us that all day long people were going to spontaneously decide to be obedient to me and be baptized. And so we have everything covered. You're like, but my family's not here. Well, there's a church family here and we have it on video and we're going to take some pictures and we're going to share it so you can you can have this as a, as a day of a memory forever. And then some people say, but I don't like getting wet. Well, um, that's kind of the point. Um, and, uh, and then some people say, but I don't like people looking at me. I don't like people watching me. Well, um, so what? Get over, get over it. Like, be obedient to Jesus. Uh, it's just 30 seconds. Take this plunge and stand in the legacy and the lineage of the Christian faith. And here's the last thing that I, I want to say. Um, I want to talk about why we get baptized. What is the, the why behind the baptism? And, and here's, here's what it is. The last words Jesus said before, after his, after his resurrection and before his ascension to heaven, he said, go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And, and what Paul says right here, I want you to recognize is he's writing to a church. Okay, he, he writes to the church at Rome and he uses the word we and us. He's writing in the, the plural sense. So as he's writing to his church here, what he is saying is baptism is for two things. Number one, it's for the believer. And that's typically where we stop. You're here to celebrate your friends and family, maybe someone in your small group on your serve team. And you think how wonderful it is for them. How incredible. Man, that's such a great day for them. But there's a second part of baptism that is often overlooked. And it's not just for the believer, but it's also for the body of Christ. It's not just for the individual, but it's also for the corporate gathering. See, baptisms remind the local church that God is working, that God is moving, that God is saving lives, and that you are part of something that is bigger than yourselves. You are fulfilling the great commission. You are fulfilling the last words that Jesus ever spoke to go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. You are fulfilling the very words of God by being a part of a local church. It lets you know that life is happening. It lets you know that when you serve, you're not serving for, for, for some pointless reason. Your serving has a purpose, and I want you to connect your serving to this water. I want you to connect your tithes and offerings to this water. I want to connect the small group to this water. I want to connect your worship to the water. I want you to connect those things together because sometimes as a church, you just get so busy feeling like you're just doing church. You're like, well, Sunday morning, just show up, go to church. And then you go out to eat, take a nap, and you wake up and you go to work and then you try to do it again the next week. And sometimes you get so caught up in just going to church, you don't recognize that you are the church, you're being the church, and that God is actually using you to transform and to change lives. See, some days you might just feel like, I'm just, I'm just holding a sign in the parking lot. You might feel that way until someone you greeted last week gets in the water this Sunday and you recognize, no, my serving has a purpose. That you shake that hand whenever they walk in. You pour them a cup of coffee. You're creating an environment where life change happens. I mean, we got dozens of children in the back who are actually getting baptized. All of you who serve in Redemption Kids, I want you to see the eternal difference you're making. I mean, to have a husband and a, and a mother turn around and baptize their kids after getting baptized. You know what? 
significance that means for that family. And because of you serving in the nursery, you're giving that family an opportunity to experience life change so that they get in this water. And that wouldn't be possible if it wasn't for our kids' team, if it wasn't for our youth. It wouldn't be possible if it wasn't for our parking team or greeters. Listen, it's not all about me on that platform preaching the message. No, you're preaching the gospel through your serving. You're preaching the gospel through your giving. You're preaching the gospel through your small group. You, you redemption, you are fulfilling the great commission of Jesus today every time somebody steps in that water. So yes, it is for the believer. But the reason we baptize publicly is because it's for the body of Christ. It's for you to see that what you are doing here Every time you serve, every small group you attend, every dollar you give is making an eternal difference in the lives of people. And so that's why we celebrate on Baptism Sunday. That's why we party big. That's why we make a lot of noise because it's for the believer, but it's also for the body. It's us fulfilling the great commission of the Lord Jesus Christ. And so in a moment, we're gonna get a chance to celebrate, but here's what I want to do next. If you're here and you're like, you know what, Pastor, like, I want to be obedient to Jesus. I would like to get baptized. Would you just slip your hand up? We want to create an opportunity for you to be obedient to Jesus. Anybody want to be obedient to Jesus today? Okay. All right, we got that opportunity there. So here's here's the last thing you might notice. You got some foam fingers. Everybody hold up a foam finger. Let me see that foam fingers right there. Hold them up. All right, say, what is the story behind the foam fingers? Let me tell you. So every year we challenge our church to baptize one person. We want everybody to reach one person. And so every single person you're seeing step in this tank today is somebody's one. Somebody they've been praying for, somebody they've been invited to church, somebody that's in their small group. And so you're getting to see somebody get their one. So statistically, what they've discovered is this, is that 98% of Christians in America will not lead one person to Jesus in their lifetime. We rely on programs. We rely on churches. We rely on pastors to be able to do the work. But majority of believers in America have yet to lead one person to Jesus. But redemption is not a statistic. We are a movement. So we challenge our people every year to fast and to pray and to take them out for lunch, sit down, have faith conversations, bring them a small group, bring them to church, and pray for one person that at the end of the year, everyone would baptize one person. And today they're actually going to get in the tank with the person they've led to Jesus. And they're going to baptize. So you're watching someone get their one. And you have a one too. Everyone has a one right? Who's your one? Who's the person that that you want to introduce to Jesus? Who's your one? Who's that one person that you want to lead to the Lord? Next baptism in December, will you be in this tank? Will you be with your one next baptism? And so hold that one up in faith and believe that God is going to do something great in your life, in your family, through your kids, and in your home. Because we do it for the that being said, are they ready? All right. When they come in, I'm going to count down. Three, two, one. Y'all stand. Y'all cheer. And we're going to get rolling. You ready? All right. Three, two, one. Let's go!